Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast, episode 1037. My interview with Ron Baker. We're discussing bright lights, big empty, his newest book. Hello, Ron. Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. Great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. The uh, the book's a, a bit of a hit by the looks of it. Amazon number one. <laughs> yeah, I'm very pleased about that. I like the um, title too, Bright Lights, Big Empty, A Journey of Profound Awakening. Um, the big empty part intrigues me. What is that all yeah. about? Well, based on early stuff in my family that was challenged, like every other person's family is challenged in various ways, I eventually figured out I had some talents that I could go out into the world and I was achieving and getting attention and seeming able, seemingly able to compensate for all of the wounding and self-doubt that I had. And I had a first career that allowed me to perform over 60 leading roles in Broadway shows and opera all over the world. And so I went after the bright lights and I was one of the really fortunate ones to achieve that level of world-class opportunity and it did nothing. So naturally. that was Broadway and, and operas and stuff like that. Yeah, at Just Lincoln put that Center in perspective the, for me because I'm not too familiar with the industry. But um, yeah. to do sixty lead roles in Broadway, I mean, where does that put you on the scale of things? Well, I, I'm not really sure how to quantify it, but you're basically in the top one two percent of the yeah. performing world, and so it went That's really well. Success, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, it was awesome. I loved the opportunities. It gave me a world education and all kinds of things. But the big empty part is that it did not remotely resolve my inner self-doubt and the fact that I wasn't connected to myself on the inside. It only exacerbated the contrast that the outer had no power to do that. And I needed to add mm. to the journey an inward journey and that's what all of the teachers that I sought out around the world encouraged me toward and that began an entirely new path that has been profound. Right so from a childhood perspective going into Broadway was you seeking to find out deeper meaning externally yeah. but then when you've reached that level of success and you hear this all the time with people yeah. reaching that level of success and whatever they do Yep. And still feeling empty, you know, and, and it's yep. because they haven't taken that, that inner journey, um, exactly. which I think, I don't know, many of us probably never get there, you know. We always, ex, uh, you know, experience it externally and trying to find the fulfillment that way. Yep. Um, so you had an awakening at some point there. I'll tell you what, it was amazing to seek out the various teachers that I did and to begin to put the pieces together and as I did that and took this inner journey, I ended up finding the keys to much deeper fulfillment, much deeper authenticity, much deeper safety to, to be connected and known and shared in my life. And because the transformation was so powerful, I was mm. like, this, this is more important than continuing to, in, to perform. And so I began to share with people around me what I was discovering and what tools I was coming up with to apply all the information. 
And when it started making a distinct difference in their lives, I said, you know what? I'm going to deepen my education. And I became a bioenergetics therapist. And I shifted my career and let go of performing. And for the last 25 years, I have been guiding thousands of people around the world through a school of self-mastery. So what's this um, bio, what did you call it? Bioenergetics, yeah. Bioenergetics, what's this about? It's helping people understand that when we're young and we end up in various challenges, such as having a world that doesn't know too much about nurturing at all the levels that we need in order to be championed and in order to teach us how to connect to our inner self, then we end up gripping and defending and using energy instead of to flow and blossom and share ourselves, we end up protecting and defending and separating. And so if I can help people understand how they hold energy, show them how to begin to move it and awaken it again, in addition to helping them nurture whatever emotional wounding that they have carried, the combination of moving energy, which creates vitality and health, etc., and having access to nurture and reparent all of that old wounded stuff, the results are profound. Literally 100% of the people who are willing to apply the tools make such clear, distinct shifts and discover more of their authentic self. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So is that the first stepping stone is understanding the energy of yourself to, to discover more of yourself? Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like we haven't really received much of an education in the world about self. What in the world does hmm. self mean? What are the levels of self? I, and so I have divided it into a very clear system of three elements of self, child, adult, and soul. And those are much more than just stages. Let We clearly go through childhood up to a certain age, and then we clearly move into adulthood. This is not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the child level of consciousness where we're meant to develop wonder and trust and a capacity to begin to awaken self. And it's a very primitive innocence. Well, most of us didn't come out of childhood, the ones I've been teaching anyway, didn't come out of childhood with all of that thriving and integrated and so we move into adult bodies but we don't even know how to claim the child level much less move into the adult levels of consciousness and capacity on the inside yeah and so this awakening of adult child and eventually the highest levels of our potential and understanding the map of that and how to move through the steps and stages of claiming self. When we feel clear, then we can commit to that journey so much more completely. And so in addition to helping people move energy, they get in touch with themselves and I help fill in pieces of this map and they get to know themselves on more levels than most people are even aware they're carrying around and mm. so it's again a really beautiful process transformation why do you think people are do you think it's just because we don't have the education where we we help people understand the self 
Is that how? Yeah, yeah. If, if I said to you, I need to build a jet engine, teach me, go. Now I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. Well, then I eventually go, people just don't know. I guess it's not possible. So we live in a world that doesn't know how to nurture and champion the inner self. And so we don't even end up believing that real transformation is possible. And so we compensate with all this outer focus. Oh, it's going to be the job. It's going to be the glamour. It's going to be the money and the stuff. And everybody can relate to this. You don't have to have a world-class career in performing to understand that all that outer stuff can only fulfill you to a certain extent. Without a connection of trusting self-value and how to build that and having the tools that you know that your life can get better and better and better in reliable ways. Mm. I don't hear people saying that, but I no. guarantee you that's what my clients end up saying, which is, again, Good. so meaningful. So when you first meet um, your clients, I, I suppose there's probably typical challenges you find across the board. What, what are some of those challenges you find with people um, becoming more vulnerable with self? People are afraid of feelings. There's mm -hmm. been so little education about feelings, it's pretty shocking. Most people don't even have much emotional vocabulary. So anyone out there listening right now, if I said to you, can you name three to five things that you're feeling in this very moment? Most people can't. You mean right now, in this moment, what am I feeling? We're not even in touch with that emotional energy. So that's one Do you think we're facet. always, like, I mean, if we, if we looked at it right now, to name a few feelings that you're feeling, like... So every single always, thing... I mean, if you're connected and you're self-aware, I guess you could really, you know, sit here and go, okay, well, I'm in tune with you right now, so I'm feeling, I guess, partly grateful and, and curious. I don't know if curious yes. is a feeling, but I'm, I'm feeling it is. intrigued. It, yes. Um, but then in the background, there's stuff going on in my life that's giving me a little bit of grief and sorrow, so... Yes. And so you become aware of those feelings. Well, a mental awareness of those feelings is only mm -hmm. a step. So if a child walks into the room right now and you look over and you go, oh, yeah, I can feel your I can see that you're feeling sad. And then you just turn around and go on with something else. It did not resolve the child feeling safe and nurtured and processing those feelings so we can learn how to nurture our own feelings, how to move with them, how to learn from them, how to feel safe with them. We have them associated with certain traumas or missing pieces from early on. And so they don't feel safe. They mm. feel threatening to us when we're little. So we shut down on it. Plus nobody's talking about it. So I guess it's not really important. And so we end up suppressing and depressing our emotional energy as just one example of what someone can discover and learn how to flow with and how to nurture and then how to create intimacy in their relationships because they can share who they are and what they're going through in very authentic ways. Mm. And it becomes an enhancement to every part of our lives. What sort of tools do you promote for um, this level of awareness? Because obviously you've got to get there first before you can actually attune in with what you're feeling. Yes. Well, there are 
many tools that are needed and many levels of understanding in order to build. So for instance, I'm training tennis for the last year in a big way. I'm so excited and so obsessed about doing this. And every single little piece of the technique and the strategies and the movements and the, it can only be built a layer at a time. And if you get into the process of learning and growing and the excitement of that, rather than I have to be at the end result. I'm only safe if I'm at the end result and I'm impressive and I'm the best. And these are all compensations of not feeling safe mm. to connect to self and have feelings. So I could list a number of tools and they wouldn't really mean anything without a context. But I can give a clear example if you want one for people to just begin to see where they might be in the process. Yeah, that'd be good. Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to say one word and everybody listening, don't change a thing, but put all of your focus on this one word. The word is breath. Don't change. Just notice it. I have been doing this for 25 years, teaching thousands of people, so I have a pretty good guess at what most people discover. They are breathing very shallowly down into the upper chest, and that's it. This is called survival breathing. Why would we do that? Because we haven't known how to deal with so many situations and feelings. We disconnect as much as we can hoping we won't shake that up and we can put all the focus on the outside. Well, if we are not connected to our physical bodies, first through breath, mm. we don't even feel safe. We definitely don't feel connected. And if I'm not connected to myself, how am I gonna connect to you? Yeah. So now let's go further with this and say, okay, now, Put one hand on your lower belly and one hand on your chest and take what you consider to be a full proactive breath in the nose, out the mouth. Do one or two. Most people discover that they don't know how to breathe like they did when they were a baby, lying in a crib and the only thing that moves is the stomach going up and down. This is a fully natural connected to the whole body breath. Before we learn fear, compensation, not feeling worthy, etc. So taking a deep breath in the nose, filling up the lower belly, not the chest. Most people discover when they go to take a full proactive breath, their chest becomes really puffed up and this is still not connected to the lower torso. So if we take a deep breath into that lower belly, and then let's look at the out breath for a second, almost everybody, when I say breathe proactively out of the mouth, it's gonna sound something like this. And that's what people do. Literally 90 plus percent do that. But that's fuller than what they were doing. Now listen to the breath that I suggest we move toward. Filling up. Now the out breath. Open, relaxed, 
proactive, sending the air to the far side of the room. Am I suggesting that you breathe like this all the time? No. This is the exercise we do to build scope. Mm. Just like we go to the gym and we lift 35 pounds of a barbell to build the scope of strength in my bicep, but I don't walk down the street doing that. That's my building scope time. And we need the same thing with the inner journey and the inner with the inner and energetic journey so that we learn how to have scope. Because let's talk about, for instance, anxiety and panic yeah. attacks. What does that come from? I have a tiny little comfort zone and I'm only breathing. That's all I'm giving myself in survival breathing, even though we're not giving it that sound. Then something happens that's challenging. What happens? We naturally contract or grip. Yeah. If I've got this tiny little comfort zone, I literally cut off oxygen, usually in the solar plexus. I cut off the oxygen, which creates more anxiety. And if it cuts off too much, then we start to panic. Literally all the clients who learn this scope of breathing and beginning to move energy in such a fuller way, mm. a nurturing way, when they have this bigger scope and they have a challenge, they've got tons of negotiability space and they don't go into anxiety or panic. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. A lot of, um, a lot of additional health benefits there scientifically proven too oh, from having time. those deep breaths. I've, it's interesting you bring that up because recently I just read, um, Wim Hof's book, who I'm oh, sure yeah. you're familiar with, you know, and, uh, started his practice and he says do three or four sets of 40 deep breaths like that like you just did yep yep and then holding your breath etc and yep. um i've been doing that for a few weeks now um pretty yeah. much every morning you know and it's amazing how good you feel and how connected you feel yes um do you do it something like that or do you just make time whenever you need to to have breaths or i definitely have a regimen just like i'm gonna brush my teeth just like i'm gonna stretch my body before i play tennis I also have a regimen for doing a check-in and breath is only one part of it. Yeah. So if people are just starting with this, I suggest that you do that breath one minute, three times a day. That's three minutes of nurturing yourself per day. And people are like, oh yeah, that's no big deal at all. And then they find out their habits are so different. They just didn't find three minutes to do it. Oh, that's amazing. Huh? Mm. And so when people do it, I suggest that they first start with focusing on relaxing the body. We carry so much more tension than we realize. Yeah. So breathing out to relax the body is an important first step so that you can have access for the next layers you want to build. Yeah, it's interesting. I um, never thought I was a very anxious person. And then uh, a few years ago, <laughs> I had this real problem with breathing. I mm. felt like I couldn't breathe. Mm. And I went to get checked out. I thought maybe there's something wrong with me. And basically they did all the checks and said, no, there's nothing Found wrong with nothing. Mm -hmm. anxiety. I said, what, really, yes. me? Yes. Um, and it was just, you know, exactly that. Like I was just doing those survival breaths. And when I got anxious, yeah. which was deeply in me, I'm guessing. Yes, yes. It made it hard to breathe. So, and yes. I realize it now because I'm conscious of it. So when I do get anxious, I still do. I can realize, you know, my breath tightening. Okay, well, they're saying that I'm nervous about here. What is it, you know? Yeah. And at least I can, I can tap into it. 
So yes, I really so like good. these practices. Good for you. Absolutely. Mm. And this is just the first of many different tools that we need to learn in order to literally create proactive health, vitality, aliveness, a sense of safety to show up in our lives in a different way, a trust of our own value. It makes the hugest difference in the world. And just health alone, as an example, I've only been sick two days in 25 years. What do you do to take care of yourself? What sort of routines and regimens do you have? Well, I eat very healthy foods, but I'm not crazy. Yeah, I I happen to be vegan, but uh, I'm not an anal vegan, as it were. I'm about a 95% vegan, but it's because my body feels better when I do that. What does that mean, 95% vegan? It means that if I'm at a party or if I'm at a restaurant where I can't really get a vegan, I'll go vegetarian. And then if I can't get a really healthy set of things, I might very rarely, a couple of times a year, end up eating a chicken breast or something that's the best I can do, or I'll just skip. But but my diet is as high vibrational as I can be. And I was at first thinking, oh my God, I don't want to lose my musculature. And, and then I was like, wait a minute, my horse is a vegetarian and is so muscular. It is not about having to eat steak in order to have big muscle. And I'm thrilled to say that it did not atrophy. When did you go vegan? um, I was vegetarian for the last between 25 and 30 years, except for occasional chicken. And then I went totally vegan five years ago and my body feels even better. As a matter of fact, I had acidity in my stomach and I couldn't figure out why I was getting some reflux because I don't typically have unhealthy symptoms. And when I went vegan, it dropped completely. But that's my body. I'm not saying that's the formula for every person's body. I think people need to learn to listen to their bodies yeah. and try different things and find out. Absolutely. But there's Everything been I mean, a lot of research out there and I guess it depends on where you look, isn't it? But yeah. certainly a lot of yeah. research out there that shows by choosing a vegan option for a while, how quickly you can recover from many different um, ailments, you know? Oh, the inflammation and everything. So Amazing. good. Um, so good. Yeah. Okay. What else? The diet. Obviously, you're very physical. You play tennis. Do you have a morning routine that you subscribe to? Or? Yeah. When I wake up in the morning, rather than jumping into doing, I wake up and I just tune into myself. Mm. How am I feeling? What do I have on the docket today? anything I need in particular. And I just enjoy being in the stillness. I don't turn it into some big thing. It's like, how often do we literally just feel the pleasure of being wrapped up in our blankets and pillows and whatever, whatever, different variations depending on the season. But I just enjoy the pleasure of being with me and tuning into what I need. Because when we get into our days, we're so busy and we're constantly trying to put out the next fire, as it were, sometimes. And we have a lot of people to negotiate. There's not as much time for just self. Mm. So I make sure I wake up in order to have that time, that time with self. Yeah. And it's so helpful. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. The, um, the books, I've got a lot more in, in it, I suppose, your journey oh, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, I wrote a first book mm -hmm. that was the foundation of the process that I teach. And I gave the book to a good friend of mine who is a many times bestseller. And she said, Ron, I know the work you do. And I know that this book will help tons of people. But you have to introduce yourself to the world first. And I was like, okay. She said, write your journey. Your journey has been so in her words, amazing. Mm. And so I was like, you know what? In order to make peace with doing that, I'm going to take people through my, not just telling them about my life, I'm gonna take them through my journey of learning how to take the inner journey, how to go in and nurture self, how to, just by showing you my very journey and facing my biggest challenges, and then moving from stage to stage of healing the child, claiming the empowerment of adult, and even moving into some very surprising potentials of soul consciousness. It also helps people understand what's happening on the planet and why it's happening. Yeah. For instance, in the last 30 years, we've expanded and accelerated and opened to more information and awareness in 30 years than in 3,000 years. Mm. And so there's a reason everything's accelerating, but people don't understand what that is most of the time. Yeah. And so I help them understand what my intuition and guidance and the teachers and all the pieces have put together so that we can feel safer and learn how to work with the shifts that are happening. Yeah. So, Good work, man. Wanted yeah, thank you so much. I wanted my journey to just be an inspiration for people to evaluate their journeys. 100%. So you get to know me, I take you with me on every step, and then it inspires people so far who are giving comments on the book. Wow, I'm so surprised. I expected to just read it and learn about you and be really entertained, but I'm finding myself so introspective and just remembering so many things and you give me the tools for how to nurture it. And so that's what the book is. Yeah, it's good. And it's on Amazon, obviously. So I'll it put is. a link in the show notes so people can pick up a copy. Yep. Or people where, can go um, to my website. Where, is it your website? Yeah, where's that? That is ronbaker.net. Ronbaker.net. I'll stick the link in the show notes there too, guys. So um, yeah. check it out. Reach out to, to Ron. He's got a lot more um, things he can offer, I'm sure. Um, so maybe jump on that website and... Uh, Align with your inner soul. Yay. Thank you, Yeah, Rob. As a matter of fact, on, if you don't mind one more yeah. second, um, on the website, mm. I also have some video clips of the book, book launch event that I did, which gives a context for the book and how you can use it for really making an impact in your own life. So I would encourage to go and do that. And I actually pull out some of my singing from my old career as well, just to give emotional impact of a lot of the messages. Okay, nice one. And you got a podcast too there, huh? Yeah, Empowered at Last. Nice, man. All right, well, look, guys, check it out, um, ronbaker.net as well. Stick the link uh, for the book in the show notes as well. This is the Hidden White Podcast. Ron, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, loved it. Guys listening, thank you, and until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. 
You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to the Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there. And also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link and help support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there, breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is The Hidden Why. My name is Lee Martin Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.